Hello! Da, 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 da. Welcome to the Great Care series, bite-sized chunks of ITU 101 for redeployed staff. Enjoy! This episode is all about blood gases. Part 1. Blood gases can be arterial or venous. In both cases, you need to aspirate 5-10ml to 10 mils from the line and discard. This makes sure that saline in the line doesn't affect the results. After this, you then aspirate into a blood gas syringe. Make sure not to aspirate any extra air into the syringe and to aspirate slowly so as not to break any of the red cells, which would result in a falsely high potassium result. If it is an arterial gas and you are looking for the gas exchange, so the PO2 and the PCO2, be aware that to accurately reflect the gas exchange happening inside the patient on the amount of support that you're giving leave 20 to 30 minutes between an intervention like suctioning and taking the blood gas if in doubt you can take it and make a note so that whoever is reviewing it is aware part two the first thing is to get used to checking and treating. Hemoglobin, most units like it above 70, some will like it above 80 or 90 depending on your patient. Ask the doctors during their rounds. Potassium, normal is 3.5 to 5. For an intensive care patient, you always want it over 4. For a cardiac patient, you want it over 4.5. You can top this up yourself on the PRN side of your drug chart um, and be particularly vigilant with this if they are polyuric or on something like furizamide because they will lose a lot more potassium that way. Sodium, normal levels 135 to 145. Tell the doctors they might, if it's deranged um, and keep an eye if it's changing quickly. Escalate to the doctors or the nurses you're working with if you have any questions. Glucose, we all know what a normal glucose level is. Intensive care units sometimes want to keep it slightly higher to avoid the risk of hypoglycemic episodes. Each unit you work on should have an active sliding scale policy. Some units, if you are needing to start an act rapid infusion, will want you to have a dextrose infusion running alongside other units won't need this, but just double check with whoever you're working with. Also, remember if you turn off the feed to turn off your at rapid or keep an eye on your blood sugar. Laxate will also be on your blood gas. Normal is less than two. If it's higher than two, it could be a number of different things. Check your fluid balance, your urine output, and ask the doctors or the nurse. For the other values on your blood gases, check the nurse with the nurse you're working with until you're more comfortable. Part three. Once you're comfortable responding to the values mentioned before, you can get up to speed with the following. Your pH, normal is 7.35 to 7.45. This could be deranged for a number of reasons. For instance, you lose a lot of acids in things like diarrhea. They might have a problem with their ventilation, meaning they can retain CO2 or lactate can build up. 
There's a number of different reasons for this. If it's deranged, check with the nurse you're working with, it escalates to the doctors. Your PaO2, this is only relevant in arterial blood gas. We like it over eight, but some units and some patients will need it over 10. So check with the doctors on their rounds and make sure you know what you're aiming for. PaO2, we like four to six kPa. Um, Bicarbonate, HCO3, 22 to 27. Saturations. So on a venous gas, we might look at the saturations to give us an indication of how hydrated a patient is. This is only going to be accurate from a PA catheter or from a jugular or subclavian central line or vas cath. Over 65% is sufficient. Particularly high readings over 80% can indicate some level of cardiac dysfunction. If you are asked to do paired gases, this means an arterial gas and a venous gas taken at the same time. And this is because they're going to look at the difference in CO2 to help give them an idea about the cardiac output. If they ask you to do this and you know that you don't have a jugular sub or subclavian central line, let them know because the paired gas is not going to be useful if the central line, if the venous saturate, if the venous gas is taken from a femoral line. Thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful. There are more episodes available with other subjects. Please look after yourselves, look after your colleagues, get some fresh air, drink enough water and thank you for all you're doing.